Hi, this is Ben from 561 Music Podcast. Right now, we're trying to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. It just helps us get out there more. It also enables us to monetize the podcast, to make it better, do more advertising for it and things like that. Subscribe to the podcast and hit the notifications button. That would be doing us a really big favor. Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. What yeah. are you giggling about, Hector? I don't know. You just took a deep breath right before you started. <laughs> you were like, ah, welcome, welcome to 561 Music. It's just funny. I'm Hector, by the way. <laughs> How's it going? It's going fantastic, man. How are you? Yeah, man. I'm great. Everything's rolling along in its general train. My best buddy, Ollie's still here, so nice. we've been hanging out. Nice, nice, nice. You guys been doing a lot of fun stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I think yesterday um, I had most of the day off, and I can't remember a time I had most of the day off and yeah. you know for like getting feels like years so yeah, yeah, yeah. so I had a really nice time we just messed about when, when I watched that stupid movie Cocaine Bear <laughs> so I, I can't say it's great but it was pretty funny. I mean you didn't go into it expecting it to be great did you? No exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean it was it's just entertaining. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I did um I got to go to the beach a little bit over the nice. past few days which is you always forget to go to the beach when you live here, you know what I mean? You know it's funny. I have people that come in from out of town all the time and they're like they're like oh it must be great living so close to the beach and I'm like who has time? You know yeah. that's a vacation thing, you know. Exactly. Oh, uh, and I live literally like a minute and a half from a beach so i mean mm-hmm. it is what it is <laughs> totally well we get up to this weekend then it was das on friday yeah that was fun that was, fun. It was a good crowd there there's always a good crowd there so that was fun yeah i really yeah. like playing there it's it feels like it's a stupid thing to say but it feels like a real gig you it know does. like they does. got they get, the stage off the yeah. ground and yeah. and there's always a bunch of people there enjoying themselves yeah and the stage face is out so it's nice the people passing and stuff it's a good time there yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. and then we were over at patty max and it was the uh it was, first time that i played the hurdy-gurdy yeah patty max was crazy saturday man there was people from the honda classic there was the usual crowd there there was a whole bunch of chalk artists from the chalk event that came in to, to see us and then you played the hurdy-gurdy yeah and then you and james started having like some like pedal battle or something where you would have the synth pedal and he's got the bit crusher so that got out of control yeah <laughs> it was good time but actually. it was fun man it was fun so tell us a little bit about this weekend for you yeah man the the chalk festival this weekend was a little crazy for me because I played the gig. Well, I did a chalk a chalk piece on Friday for the festival. I did like a logo for them on the street, and then I did the um, uh, I did the DOS gig on Friday night, and then Saturday I chalked all day or I painted all day and did, started working on a piece for my own, and then um, and then I played Patty Max Saturday night, yeah. and then Sunday I finished the piece, and yeah, it was fun, man. It was a it was a three D Tonka truck, and you were able to like sit and. And uh, pose in it and stuff. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I saw it, was, it man. Uh, it was it was fun, man. It was a good time. Very impressive. And don't we have a we have a new thing, don't we? We have a we, have we a, do have a new thing. And uh, so it, we're going to bring the graphic up here. We we have decided to create the five six one music hotline. Yeah. So now you can call five six one two zero three nine one two two. And we realize that the show is not live, and it's a little hard. And sometimes you're like. 
listening or watching the show and you're shaking your fist and you're like, oh, I wanted to ask this or I wanted to say that or, you know, or I have questions about the festival that they're talking about and stuff like that. Well, now you can call us at 561-203-9122. You can leave us a message. Uh, it could be a comment about the show you just watched. It could be um, maybe a suggestion for somebody that uh, that you think should be on here that you really like that's maybe we haven't discovered yet that we haven't heard from. Um, it could be questions about the festival, whether they're, yeah. you know, whether questions about the lineup, questions about the timing, or questions about really, you know, any, anything to do with the podcast or the 561 music scene in general, um, you know, new venues that are popping up, things like that. Just drop us a line. Give yeah. us a call. Leave us a message. And we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to address uh, any questions and concerns on the next podcast each week. Yeah, exactly. You know, thinking of... Um if there's a couple of good questions in there, we'll just give you as best an answer as we can. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, we've reserved the right to completely ignore stupid questions. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But if they're stupid enough, then if they go past that point yeah, and, and out the other side, and, then and just come to, on. And just to preempt some of the questions, you know, um, the, the, the music festival is happening. The music festival is April 1st. The music festival is $10. Yes, Ben and I are married. No, James is not. So there you go. That's, those are the important things. You know? <laughs> so we have Shane, Kirk, John, and Rocky from 1983. Yes. How's it going, yes. guys? Full, going full table today. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's our pleasure. So what we do on this show is uh, we, talk, we talk about your motivations into getting into music, your history of music, and, and try and delve a little bit deeper into, um, into what the band's all about as well. But the place that I like to start is, how did you find yourself playing music? What was your introduction to music? And um, why don't we start with you, Shane? Yeah, it kind of started off, uh, and I got a, like, uh, uh, started to get a feeling about music and wanting to get an instrument when I heard, actually, it was the Stray, Stray Cats album. Yeah. Oh, and nice. then, yeah, and I, I was like, Wow, I wish I could do that. Then I heard Never Mind the Bullocks, the Sex Pistols, and I said, I can do that. Yeah. But but let's start with bass. So I sure. asked for a bass. Oh, cool. My, my dad got me a little Yamaha bass, a little Fender Champ. Nice. That's awesome. And I started playing Sex Pistols stuff, the little discharge here and there, and yeah. it took off from there. How old was, were you at this 13. Point? Okay. And um, where, where did you grow up? Your Belinda, California. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, how many of you guys are from California? Two. Okay, got it, got it. Well, why don't we go on to Kirk? Um, how did you find yourself playing music, mate? Hi. Um, well, kind of the same, similar story. He st he took my story. I was going to say everything <laughs> he said, um, but he was right about about me asking for a guitar. Was when I finally heard something I thought I could do. Yeah. And um, what did you say, Stray Cats? That was the first thing for me where I, really, I was like, that's man, That's really that, funny because it was very similar for me, too. Yeah, they're a very was, influential band. I mean, so, so awesome. It was yeah. probably like, who the, did that make a circuit with me type, that thing? Make a circuit with, make a circuit with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I started playing that a little bit. I, so know, it I got was it from good. Best. I got it from a catalog from Best. Did you? Um, get this thing that's so awesome. Did you? So you started on guitar? Yeah, and then I kind of gave it up. I played, had piano lessons and stuff, and I could, you know, read music and do piano lessons for like, from like I was seven till twelve. But it didn't really yeah. have too much. Okay, so just the anger. Well, your, <laughs> your parents are pretty, sounds like they were pretty supportive in terms yeah. of just getting you playing. I, yeah, and we'll come back to me and instruments because I've really it's like, I just fill in the gaps in my band like. I wouldn't, right. 
yeah. Gotcha. I'd, I'd be the fourth or fifth guitarist in most bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what about you, John? How do you find yourself playing music? Uh, well, I've been, well, I'm 29 now. I've been playing drums since I was 10. Yeah. Um, originally, how I got started was really seeing my dad play. Um, okay. I kind of grew up where my dad was already playing in bands. Oh, cool. Um, he was kind enough to like take me to gigs. I used to help him like load and unload all of his drums and everything. So he was a drummer too. Yeah. yeah. Did he? Um, was he instrumental in you learning them? Did he teach you some stuff? Not really. Right. Not really. Not so much. It yeah. was. It was mainly just I saw him play, and that was enough to get me inspired, to get me started. Yeah, great. And did um, you take lessons then, or no. just, just self-taught? Nice. No. Yeah, I'm self-taught. Yeah, nice. YouTube University well, goes go. a long way. <laughs> <laughs> you got your teacher's really your, your teacher's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What about <laughs> what about you, Rocky? Uh, basically, almost same story. Other than I started with guitar. My dad was a musician, and he started off, uh, you know, just grew up with guitars, records around, and amplifiers. So saw him doing it as a hobby, and I took it like the oh, that's. That's just a call in there, so I was supposed to start pretty early, but then he evolved to other instruments. I went to the upright after guitar, played in an orchestra. Um, my dad's church at the time needed a, a bassist, and they're like, oh, you're the guy, and I never learned bass guitar, so I just put upright and guitar both together, and that's when I was like, I like this one. So yeah, I found yeah, my yeah. weapon of choice right there. So. Well, I've been blessed enough to play with you a whole lot over the years. Oh, so yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm pretty well versed in your in your story, and I, and you've been on the show before and talked about it a little bit. It was lovely to have you. To, yeah, happy to be back. Uh, yeah, man. So getting back to the band 1983, um, how long is it? Have you guys been a band, and and and, um, and how did it all come together originally? Well, Sawdust started with Sawdust. Well, yeah. over here in Florida. Yeah. Shane and I have been playing uh, in bands since we figured out earlier this afternoon because we didn't want to play j- or any libel. So it, was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was 1984. Oh, okay. That so we just, met. Right. And we started playing immediately. And, um, like, I don't know, what the, I don't remember the story, but his mom knew my mom somehow. Right. But Your so, mom was the teller at Bank of America. Yeah. And Mercury, mom, Mercury Savings. And, and my mom, mom had talks money. to all tellers. So, so you, guys, <laughs> you guys grew up like within a stone's throw of each other, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think she was like, they developed some relationships. Like, my, like that their sons were having problems with punk rock. Right, Like right. they were taking them, <laughs> us away or something. Like they were concerned. Sure, yeah. You know? But um, so we've been playing together off and on for f- almost 40 years now. That's so awesome. That so, must be a lot of... Um, uh, Sort of synergy between you now in terms of writing and just understanding how you guys think. And right. Stuff. Yeah. So 1983 Definitely. since 2018, um, and then, and that was here in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's a really good preparation for this album that we have coming out right now. Oh, cool. Nice. What's that? Have you named the album that you have coming out right now? Yeah, it's NE3. Ah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. Do you know why? Why is that? Because we thought 1983 was a great name, right? Because, oh, yeah, everyone likes, you know. So anyway, it worked with the hats. Everyone wants the hats. They don't care about the band. It's like, yeah, yeah it was born in 1983. Well, anyway, um, oh, yeah, and it was before 1984. My brother um, was born in 1983. But to find, you can't find us anywhere on the Internet. You have to, like, write, like, 1983 Placentia, like the name of an album or something to really right. find us. 
But I looked, NE3, there's like some random company we have to topple and that's it. I think it's like the, so the name of an us. area in London. As it's well. only a failed. Well, it's, yeah, it's only a failed energy drink company. <laughs> right. So yeah, it would be. It would be. So, but yeah, any three like, if we're always going to be um, intertwined now, if we release an album, 1983, any three. Yeah. So we can just say, just yeah, look at, look up any three. Yeah, because it's kind of I no, I think that's very very smart, and I've been noticing it on the merch today, and you know, I've seen some stuff online, and I was like. Oh, so that's how they spell 1983. Okay, that's cool. But it's actually s- starting from this album, isn't yes. it? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Right, so gotcha. we didn't want to change the name because all, you know, 6,000 <laughs> listeners would be erased or whatever. <laughs> you know, Mike, I get more worried about it than I should have. But, you know, I, I know think you're like, it's, you can roll it out at the no, same time. You listen, know? social media is a big thing. You don't want to make any big changes that's going to shift and right. confuse people. So, no, I think you guys are doing the right thing. Yeah, and, like, and the NE three is is super super brandable. I yeah. mean, super brandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you. Oh, I love it with the the old uh, yeah man. X in there, getting nice and punk rock with it. Keep it kind um, of old school. Yeah. Chuck Loose at Iron Forge Press made those for us. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, every now and again, I I chat to him online. I'm, I don't know him super well, but I do I do through the through the interwebs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah. But anyway, he does that stuff. But anyway, uh, that's awesome. So, thank you. so you started in 2018, and uh, and you two have been playing. How? Why did you move to Florida, you guys? He moved here originally, and I moved here just co- as a coincidence because my wife does real estate, right? And she wanted to do real estate with her mom, who lives in Boca. Okay. So. I started coming here when I married my wife, obviously. Right. And okay. I, I love warm weather. Yeah. Man. I mean, it's just my thing. So when she said, hey, do you want to move to Florida? I, I was instantly on board. Oh, so I moved here in tw- right, literally 2015, January okay. 2015. And the day I moved here, I text Kirk and said, hey, man, guess what? I'm here. I'm in Boca. And I'm like... Are you playing? What are you doing? And he's you, like, I'm in this band. Do you want to ask me what I was wearing? I think I asked <laughs> what he was wearing first. Yeah, and he said, that's Yeah, fair, I'm in this band, Sada, and actually, our our bass player might be on the way out. Okay. And I said, well, I play guitar, obviously, but I'm like, oh, Hey, you know, I wanted something to do and and just to hang out again with Kirk. Yeah, sure. So eventually, that bass player left, and I. Started playing with his band Sada. Oh, and nice! It, and that's when we met. Not to get too far, but we we were doing the Sada thing, and it was kind of like we were having some issues a little bit with the singer. Right. And and oh, the other one. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> and um, okay. and we one time we were at practice, and the other band, the other members left. And we we're like, let's just play some punk for the sure. fun of it. Oh, and, just to clear it right? up, because our singer will listen to this, and we love her. Yeah, it's when we were auditioning a singer to replace that singer. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. Okay, not gotcha. the original. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. We're trying it, and we're like, we can never do this. We had that go- going against us, and yeah, yeah, not not our, not the original singer is on it. Okay, got it, got it. But yeah, this girl yeah. that we were showing that was auditioning is like, we're playing this stuff. Her and I, Shane and I. 
kind of like comedians or something, like Bob Saget or something. You have a guitar and you're talking, and you're, you're, then you stop and talk. But we're playing as hardcore. Yeah. They're just like, you guys forget this. You guys need to do that. Yeah. It was Morgan is who it was. So yeah, Morgan, yeah. Yeah. But at the time in Sada, he, Kirk was playing drums. Way. Right, right, and I and I wanted him to play guitar and sing. Sure. And so it, we we ended up. Uh, Kirk called up a friend, and got a drummer, and we were just originally a three piece and wrote about three songs just like naturally, like right on the spot. Yeah. And then we got a bass player, this guy Matt, and we're like, let's get a let's book a show. So we're forced to write. A fifteen-minute yeah. set, at least, sure. right? So we pr- definitely totally prematurely booked a show before we were even close to ready. You yeah, know? respectable eleven thirty <laughs> Saturday we night. Were, it's not a bad thing <laughs> to do, honestly. It'll kick you up the ass, that's for sure. You know, it was a good show. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was crazy. No, yeah. that's that's killer. So the and then the band was born. That's right. So at this point, how how many uh, you have two albums and one on the way? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, I curious about your writing process we sort of just touched on it then but um do you have one and if so what is it and if not just tell us about how the songs end up getting written do you want to start what a tarantino it and start where you, you on this album where you come in mm, i can only speak in reference to how i've written the, or how i've made the drum parts well why yeah, they figure that out okay yeah <laughs> okay it is it is interesting because yeah some of the songs like the way I do it, some of the songs, the way I do it is like I have an idea or whatever. I do, I do it on the guitar on my phone. I hum it on my phone. And then I do it on the, like an acoustic guitar and a bass on my phone. And it gets a little, they're like 15 seconds or 30 seconds. Then they're 50 seconds. And then I try to get the arrangement on the phone. And I have this whole process, you know. Oh, cool. And then now, I record I use all the my instruments. Notes and, and, my, and the thing, voice recorder a lot as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then I record them all myself. I, I play them all myself and then I hand them over and then they get way better after they get in the hands of people that could do them. Before we move on from there, what do you um, record them on? I use like a Tascam DP thing, like a 24-track. Okay, cool. The ones where you just put them on the CD right there. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's some... There's a lot of great stuff about those all-in-one units. Our friend um, has has a Zoom, um, and it's just it's amazing what that thing can do. Records, records live shows yeah. and everything with them. I but use the that Boss 200 looper. Yeah, I, and you know, and usually like I'll do a chorus that s- sounds in loop like an octave or something, and get a chorus I like, yeah. and then I'll write the song, the whole song on that Boss Two Hundred Looper, and then just record it uh, with with it playing through my amp and yeah. re- use voice recorder. Okay. Or sometimes like we got super trick. And I would do like a little video and mic things up and oh, there you go. and do a video so Kirk could see what all the chords exactly I was playing. It's yeah. less work to do later and put it into tab or whatever, right? Yeah, so, that's for sure. But yeah. the process, like for me, is like I'll try to get a general like I want to hear the whole song visually in my head with vocals usually too. Yeah, and I'll do a quick draft. Like of the of the chorus, yeah. and usually write some basic lyrics, yeah. and then I send it to Kirk, and it ne- it always ends up a little different when you do it live, yeah. but but generally like it'll somewhat stay within the vibe that I 
wrote the lyrics initially. Yeah. And uh, and then Kirk will add more lyrics, right? Because I'll write like a few, a couple verses and a, yeah. and a chorus, and Kirk writes and adds on and everything. I always find those it. first words that you write as well are almost just like helping to shape the mm. melody, just the way that the words are. Yeah. And then you can sort of, you know, when you go back over it, you can, you yeah. can pull out the, the duff ones. But it's <laughs> like, it's from, from like the standpoint of Kirk being the singer, right, and me writing, trying to write a whole song, there's a lot of, there's sometimes where songs won't make it. You sure, know? yeah. That's why I love when Kirk writes the song. Because right. he know we know those vocals and everything are going to work, and it just is I see a mean. done deal, right? Yeah. yeah, like it's always a, it's something that you, I've lived with, for, with every band or every song I've ever written. Like sometimes the vision in my head, it's it's the fucking best song I've ever written, right? Yeah. But then yeah. you get it, and it just never, it just doesn't, doesn't click with the, the band for the some reason, thought, right? Yeah. And sometimes a song I'm like, this song isn't gonna. Go, it's not really going to be that great. The singer will just make it magical. I'm like, I never yeah. thought in a million years the song would have made it. You know, yeah. I, can, I can relate to that absolutely. So that's quite interesting. So um, a, a lot of it's coming from from one of you guys, uh, and um, and if it comes from you, you send you send Kirk all the stuff, and then he just kind of builds on it from there. Um, and then if it comes from Kirk, just records it on a, on on like some anything. It sends it over to you, and you get yeah. it back and forth. And then um, at, at that point, um, what happens when you've got that? Then I phone? put it on a CD, right? I record them all, kind of polish them. Yeah, you know, everything's all panned and stuff. Got some backing vocals. A okay, bit. but then I send them out, and then this is historically too, just the way it's worked out. Okay? Yeah. Because um, I don't see it going this way going forward. We'll get on that. Yeah, yeah. Too, it's very interesting. But I send it to John, you know, at the time. So John, like, listens, and he's, like, a hyper-professional when it comes to it. Excellent. And, um, so he'll listen to it, and he'll, like, he'll get what exactly what I meant, because I have limitations on, the, on all the instruments, you know? Sure. But I think the feel comes across, maybe, at least, because it seems like... I don't know if he just chooses to honor what I did, <laughs> right? you know, because he kind of at least puts a nod to everything in there. Yeah. It's really cool, but he makes it, does stuff that's impossible for me to do. Sure. He makes it ten times better and adds stuff. And so sure. sometimes, like, he does something so well that there's, we'll add a part because of it. Yeah. And then with Rocky on this, stu- on this album, so, so Rocky joined um, before this album was recorded which is yeah. very very nice yeah um, for real all the way up until that point I had been playing the songs on bass right and then so I had them in my head and I had some songs written so simply like a new thing for me to where I'm like okay this type of music is for everyone I'm gonna go try it and did something really simple with some melodies and some choruses and stuff like that and left some space for some active bass lines yeah and hope that we got a good bass player and we did and so everything that I've listened to all those times in my car, all that stuff, trying to mixing it, all those stuff, I had it in my head a certain way. And then when we went and record, I just, I said, okay, here you go. And he did it however he wanted. And I, I didn't yeah. say anything. It was totally different than that's, what I thought. That's you awesome. know? And so in that respect, he like, with the notes given and the length of the song and the tempo, he wrote that whole sections you know nice. yeah you know what i mean basically because well, rocky, rocky has some very interesting ideas on bass I, yeah I didn't know i've been in a band with him for years different times and and he's yeah you're you're, you're an excellent bass player there's no getting around there i appreciate it man. <laughs> i didn't know what was going to be on there 
Yeah, Rocky's so. a legend, man. So you guys, you guys got a good one with him. Yeah, yeah no we doubt. have punk rock bass solos on this album. Oh, cool. Yeah, and they're That's boosted awesome. and they're recognized. You playing yeah. with a pick sometimes? Oh, like the whole record's all pick. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. There was some stuff. Honestly, like I'm gonna give a shout out to Andy. Seeing him playing uh, No Name stuff live, he uses a pick. And I would listen to it. I'm like, fuck, why didn't I do that for like stubborn as a mule or just like yeah. that pick tone? So I think it was been like, I think a few years, like when the pandemic happened, I was like, I need to pick up something. Uh, I didn't mean to do that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or did I? But uh, just learned out working with the pick and this music 100% calls for that. So it's a lot yeah. of fun stuff to. So noodle around sometimes man. going really fast with a pick though man is a challenge though. oh man it was like a creative limitation i would say i'm a faster playing with my fingers sure. than with a pick but yeah, sure, I'm it what? made me focus on so many elements i think i was like other than like gang vocals and stuff the bass was recorded last on the record i personally like listening to if there's a scratch vocal or a melody there mm-hmm. so i'm not interrupting or talking too much yeah or you know listening Dude, the drum story for the record is awesome. I didn't get to meet him before in person when I joined the band, but I heard all the drum recordings. And yeah. <laughs> supposedly, like, you've, like, did it without listening to anything, like, just by memory. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just a click in my ear, that's it. Dude. Wow. And, yeah. like, the... Sh- no, no, he didn't want any me yeah. in the room, anything. Yeah. No that's, scratch, that's, yeah. no Very reference. That's cool. And yeah, play that's just, along. That's just how I practice normally. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. legend, man. There's cats who go to 11. This is 12. Yeah. So I was hearing this stuff, and I'm, you know, trying to play with the pick, and this guy's going full force. I'm like, yeah. It was awesome. That's I think awesome. it was a great result. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. So, how did you guys. Um, record your the previous two albums where, where where have you been recording all this stuff uh we've been going to full sale okay cool so we just you don't have the contact or whatever and then we just go do it as uh, we do it like the students so we just be patient yeah and we do three songs on a wednesday and thursday basically so we on a wednesday we'd go at you know start at noon get out at five track the rhythm for one song then five to whatever then you know, you do, I had to think three a day, twice. And you get a good skeleton for a song, at least. And it's it's tracked perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, that's neat. I'm, yeah, it's tracked really clean that way. Yeah, well, what's the studio like there? I've, ne- I've, never, I've never been it's, to that. It's absolutely state-of-the-art. It's enough to Damn, drop everything. It, that's is, awesome. it is what, you know, it's like yeah, the result a of a Cold, cold War. Albums, though, right? <laughs> it's like the result of a studio Cold War for schools. You know, basically, <laughs> they have everything. That's how they get people there. So, yeah, it's it's gorgeous. They have everything. We get complimented on it. Whoever mixes it, and it's not the case this time. Right. Um, um. But anyway, but they seem to have done a really good job. You just have to be really patient because they go at their pace. Yeah, sure. No, that's really interesting. I really want to go check that place out now. I'd never thought of that as being an option. I don't know why, but now you say it. It's yeah. obvious. I think yeah. there's <laughs> some like, reverb nation, like if you submit something that was like yeah. one of the opportunities you got. Yeah. Right. There were some previous bands that we've gotten to do like a day and like. Mm-hmm. They have like the Neve console, every mic. Oh, wow. They had your your Marshall rig. They have the Neve console there. Yeah, yeah. dude, they had stuff. Wow. They have they have all the essentials of like showing on a recording tape, digital Pro Tools. Oh wow, it, it, it's yeah. interesting. It's cool, but definitely the patience factor. I remember one time 
You know, a lot of people have my amp, that JCM2000. There was oh, one that's over, great, When man. I was over at Power Station, I was about to drag my amp in there, and it was like, no, nah, I just got it. I got one right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right before the DSL, right behind you. So it's yeah. like that same series. But it's a, dude, that amp is a workhorse, dude. I like it. Yeah, so what were you saying? Sorry, I Oh, good. You. No, I was saying, like, he was talking about uh, I've had a different experience. But I remember one time I brought in an amp head. And he's like, all right, you guys got to, like, mic it up. And I see a guy come in, and I had the amp in the stack, and the guy grabbed the 57 and mic'd the amp head. Oh, bless his heart. And walked away. And I saw it happen, and I had to be the dude to go up to the professor and be like, hey, uh, can you check my mic, please? And he looked at it, and I was like, you know, talking about, oh, man, my students are great or awesome, you know, like, good team. <laughs> and just this derpy kid just like, all right, it's mic'd up. Yeah. <laughs> just here to sizzle they the tubes learning. or something. The but, good, uh, it was awesome. The good news is you could develop a relationship. <laughs> I, I, I would suggest developing a relationship with them because yeah. um, if you're kind, you follow their rules or whatever, it's fun. Yeah. It's a little restrictive. As far as do, sitting there and really trying stuff and doing what you want. Sounds like it would be good for a really, really high-quality live recording. Just yes. Get, you know. I learned stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like um, maybe Kilbilly should go down there and check it out. Do a little something. Mm-hmm. They'll do a full t- video for you and everything. Yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, Rocky. Um, you know, that's a, that's a great story. And, you know, and they're, they're students, so you got to you know, get, get, give them a pass and everything. Um, but... Uh, and I, and I won't name I won't name the person and I won't name the uh, the uh, venue because it's here locally. But uh, years ago, I played I played a show and uh, yeah, the sound person the sound person at the venue did that to our guitarists. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little disturbing. Yeah, that's a bad sign for sure. <laughs> and, uh, it's so stressful yeah, when you, it was when you just show. know for a fact that the sound guy has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. So stressful. Yeah. That and they're like, "Bro, I just got in a hit and run." <laughs> uh, dude, you gotta you use a line out where you got a direct line for this thing. <laughs> what, dude? I've got to the venue before, and the the sound guy has been so drunk that they're passed out like in the middle of the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's better than if they're tweaked out. You know? Yeah, it's a bad point. You're like, it was good right there, bro. It was good. <laughs> totally. I mean, you know, you guys are um, in a punk band, and I did a lot of touring in those kind of venues that punk bands play, and uh, every now and again, you know, you definitely see some interesting sights, that's for sure. Um, so where have you guys toured um, since, you, since you've been a band, since, since the inception? Um, I know you, you were out in California quite recently, weren't you? Mm-hmm. You guys want to take any of those? Yeah. Uh, well, it was my first time going to Cali, which was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, kind of running in. Uh, I think we did like one show in uh, the World Class Hut. Was that the, the spot? Doll the Doll Hut. Yeah, Anaheim. the Doll Hut. Anaheim, that place was groovy. Anaheim. We played with Di. Mm-hmm. That cool. was awesome. That and Bridget the Midget. Bridget the Midget. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, I got so many messages. I have about a to, lot dude. of pictures, and I just want to put one up. But yeah. I, if I ever run for office, like <laughs> <laughs> I'd wait. I wait till after the office. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> right now, I got. Like, or use it as the slogan. You know, like, you know, like use it yeah. as an advertisement for it. Go ahead. But um, <laughs> we played there. I think we played Las Vegas the next mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. We played I with love the cop patrol. I've had some very yeah. yeah we got to see Matt and Paige. Cool, yeah, they came by. It was nice. Yeah, shout out to Matt and Paige. Absolutely. Yeah, big up. And then uh, 
Sunday. Oh, L.A. Then yeah. we went, went to, to El Segundo, right? Yeah. We played R- with Fang. Redondo Beach. We played with Fang. Dr. No. Dr. Stalag no. 13. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Tiny. Sounds like you had a great time. Yeah. It was yeah, fun. It was, really nice. it was super. Yeah. Just to see appreciation of, like, punk roots and just, yeah, just yeah. hearing yeah. The, all the stories yeah. before ever going to a place like that. I was yeah. like the, I'm, they had to deal with my ass being like, holy shit. It's like Disneyland everywhere. I was like, <laughs> this is well, awesome. This is something that actually I wanted to touch on a little bit. Um. We, uh, because you know, Rocky was saying a bit, um, uh, learning about punk rock roots and things since being in 1983. Um, what I'm curious about is, uh, I, I'd like to know a little bit more about your journey through punk rock over the last 40 years. I mean, it's been a long time. So, um, have you guys played in multiple bands together over the years, or mm-hmm. has it we've been separate? Can you tell us a little bit about it. Both. The first one was conflicting interests, I think, and we were like, there's these. Uh, Mystic Records compilations that were famous for 40 bands, throwing 40 bands on there. They're like from the Valley Oxnard or something. Like No Effects came from there, Dr. No, all these like real hardcore bands. Anyway, so we'd get thrown on those compilations and stuff and played a lot of local shows. And we're considered probably second wave Orange County punk rock. And what that was, first wave was probably... um, um, What, Agent Orange and those guys, Social Distortion. sure. And adolescence and stuff, yeah. and um, and then us. So all those guys were our bigger brothers or our bigger brothers' friends. You know, yeah. all the same high schools and stuff, but just missed them by four Couple or five years. years. Yeah. So we played, you know, Pat filled in in various bands, their bands too, sometimes. And then um, what else? You had you had Araya and some other bands. Yeah, yeah. So like, the, I was in a pretty big band called Araya, right. and that was. Uh, we did like a four-year stretch, and I think that we were kind of our own worst enemies in that band. If we right. would have just stuck it together and not like dwelled too hard on the emotional things with music, and yeah. like, and would have just chilled out and kept. <laughs> it's always the way. Like we were too hyper focused on like perfection. Yeah, we were good and everything was great, and we should have just relaxed, you know. Oh yeah, but, um. but you know things don't work out sometimes, and anyways, that kind of faded out, and um, I just did some like fill in stuff with a few bands here and there, yeah. nothing too serious, and I, like I like playing with my friends, you know. That, sure. Yeah. You know, and sure, that's the yeah, way it works, you know? man. So it works best. Right. So there's just something about that, that the difference in like when we go on tour, right? It's like I love Rocky and John, but yeah. I've known Kirk all my life. Sure. And there's it adds a whole like another element and a whole nother. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a whole nother aspect to touring when you're doing it with someone you've been friends with your whole life. Yeah. Totally. We just met John. Um last year before Europe. Right. Right? So we Why did you go in Europe? Him. So we had, we, our drummer couldn't go. We had this tour, or this European thing, the Rebellion Festival, right? And then John had a, a storage unit right next to mine. And we had no drummer, but we had to leave in a month. And right. I just hear him shredding. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> That's awesome. My wife's like, you gotta talk to him. I'm like, I'm just gonna leave him a note. She's like, no, you need to go talk to him. So I talked to him, and I told him, like, yeah, we're gonna go play and in England. We got this festival and 
you know, we're this band. I'm right next to you. You're awesome. We're totally desperate. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, yeah. Sounds killer. That sounds awesome. Yes. And I was like, fuck yeah. What did you think when I walked over and asked you? Um, you caught me by surprise. I was kind of in shock. Uh, you know, he said, like, yeah, we got a couple of Europe shows coming up or something. And so casually and everything, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know? So I just, like, came out and talked to him. And I said, yeah, sure, man. You know, I'll come in and... Does that excellent? Yeah, and then like just going off of that, the first time we practiced with John, right? To have somebody come in and already knew all of our songs, basically, right? Yeah, because and, he cared that much. Yeah, at the beginning, and yeah. and when not, you know, as a guitarist, I'm not, I'm not a drummer, and as a guitarist, I have a vision of what the drum should sound like, but I can't put that into words and explain it yeah but that feeling of like when he came in and i knew in five seconds the yeah. first song right when i heard him play i'm like this um, is this just, is good <laughs> i'm like we're we're so fortunate yeah you know i just had like chills yeah. when he first started playing that just hearing oh. and it brought the songs just to a whole nother level and He's so fucking good. Yeah. It allows me to write like more challenging. Yeah, stuff, more yeah. not it's not like more challenging but songs that some some of our previous drummers just would have kind of flopped out on that style sure, of sure. Uh, that type of progression or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But he he's able to hold those together and it just Opens up like a well, whole a punk, new a punk style band of is, writing. A punk band is the it's the drummer, it, and then there's some other guys. There. It's so yeah. important. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. There's, there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. love like band. it's yeah. it's simple. It's like some, even if a drummer just it, with with the, their BPM in a song, they're just changing the BPM. Like John can play at speeds yeah. that other drummers we've had couldn't handle. Yeah, like he's a fucking machine. He goes you know? twelve, dude. I was yeah. insane. Like I had to go I've, eleven. I've never dude. had to tell anybody <laughs> to have to to slow down or drop it down four BPM. I just I just love to play. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's who I am. It's my passion. It's my life. You know, I mean, playing with these guys has been great. You know, I love like traveling all over the place like when we went to california and stuff like that that was my first time actually going to like a different state to actually play a gig and stuff so i'm just like whoa oh, cool. and like and then rebellion was a different country and i'm just like you know, yeah, my God. So yeah. I just, yeah let's also, talk a little bit yeah. about your you guys' gig in have you guys played it before no we just last year just last, oh, last year right gotcha we were supposed to play 2020 but uh the pandemic hit Okay, yeah, because I love that festival and I've played it a few times over the years and, and I was just saying to you earlier that it almost feels a little bit like um, more of a convention, like mm-hmm. more of like a, a meeting of punks than a festival, you know? Yeah. It's like everyone is there. It's ridiculous. You find yourself in a hotel room with like cock sparrow or something. It's like yeah. the weirdest thing. That's, exa- <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely yeah, it's couldn't unbelievable, it. man. They. We were scheduled to play on an introducing stage in 2020. Yeah. And uh, one of the bands on there was Bob Villain. Right? Yeah. And so it was us, Bob Villain. We're supposed to be like the last band on the introducing stage or something. And uh, we get this notification. Oh, you guys are getting you know promoted. You're gonna actually not going to be in the introducing stage. You're going to be in the main stage, right? Right. And so we ended up opening. It was us, then the samples, then GBH, Exploited, yeah. Discharge, Subhumans. Yeah, then Cox Bar yeah, or something so, like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Explo- did I say exploded? Yeah, 
um, yeah, it was absolutely incredible. I couldn't believe it. I know. We're so, so lucky. It's all these people that you, you know, it, the thing about punk rock is it's so accessible because even though, even though these bands are really, really big bands, by the same token, you meet anyone in the band like that and they just want to hang out with you. They're yeah. not like yeah. rock stars at I, all. I've had multiple um, sit downs and lunches and stuff with people I met from there all over the, all over the country already. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. So where, um, where else did you go in Europe? Um, around that time, but I said there I was in in Amsterdam and stuff like that. This yeah. time we're going to we're going to stay out of England until the last minute. We ha- we're going to go to France and Spain and then then England. I've done a lot of gigs in France. It's so, it's quite strange in a way because. Um, it, well, you get to the venue and then they want to feed you a load of food and so you're all sat there like big bellies full of food and, and, then it's like, <laughs> and then it's like midnight or something and you're just completely exhausted and you have like a food hangover and they're like alright time for the gig <laughs> oh my god it's going to be completely new <laughs> yeah, yeah. but the thing is there's 300 <laughs> punk bands in England that yeah. week playing yeah. So to really find good gigs is really tough. You know? Totally. You have to be represented by a booking agency, and we're not yet. And so and we, need, we need help with that. I've been yeah, reaching so out to people. Have you heard of Hidden so. Talent booking? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk to you about it after this. That would be That'd wonderful. Be perfect. But the, um, I will do fucking anything. I see like, you know, some blank t- tour booking, you know, presents this. And it's like this perfect gig. I'm like, oh, my God, that's what I want. My daughter's in college now. Okay, yeah. it's just me running around loose. I can play anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Right, so I'm looking for. I'm really trying to push us for stuff, and like, so I just resorted to. I just emailed the other day. We will pay you to book us some gigs on this week, please. Yeah, please help. Yeah. I can't even get a call back. Well, I know a couple of people from back in the, in those days, so I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll just give you all of that. They probably don't like it. Yeah, but, um, yeah, like. It's just nice to be around the table with a punk band. I just love the whole, the whole scene of it, and I, and I I lived and breathed it for a really long time, and um, glad to see you're just at it, doing it, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and sort of, you know, st- finding each other in Florida, and then and then this whole rocketing up a, a new, you know, a, n- a new version of the of the of the old sort of like synergy that you both have. It's yeah. just super cool. Yeah. We, we do have 35, 40 year old songs yeah. we play right yeah. now. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. So, um, yeah, the other questions I have is one of them I don't know necessarily how this is going to go, so I'm going to ask it. Um, do you guys individually still practice your instrument in, in, a, in a kind of um, dedicated way, like you're, le- oh, you're yeah. practicing the guitar? Do you still oh, do that? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I. I Ninety percent of my time is focusing on tone. Okay. So I have way too many guitars, way too many amps. Yeah. Not big on not big on effects really. Yeah. But you know I have kind of like some tried and proven effects that I've used for pretty much the last ten years. But I'm really like I work on the tone for the band mostly, and that—that's how it makes me practice. I was going to say that's practicing. It does. I because what ends up happening is all when I'm practicing and listening to tone, not really thinking about a song. I'll play a riff and I'm like, oh shit, that's a killer riff. Yeah. And then I'll record it real quick, and it ends up being a song. Yeah, that's great. But I don't really go in and sit down 
and like you know like watch a YouTube Face video or something sure. and yeah and most of our <clears throat> stuff I don't want like to be a polished guitar player and be a lead person like most of the stuff I want like it's simple like no, octaves or like really like 50s kind of guitar leads yeah, real yeah. simple yeah you know oh absolutely what but, about you Kirk you, you practicing these days I play our set unplugged maybe every other week okay and then uh, every time I pass a guitar one night or every night at least like I'll pause I'll pause the TV like my wife and I'll be watching something I'll play one or two songs really quick yeah sure and then uh, I don't know I only play our songs really yeah so I don't. I only have time to play our songs right now. No, I hear that. I hear, but, but, um, you know, and you can hear in Kirk's playing, like yeah. his improvement. Like he's became so much tighter. Oh, excellent! And I had never played the guitar and, and sang. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I've only played the drums in bands. Yeah. Wow. That's well. More power to yeah. you, man. That's quite yeah, a transition. I, <laughs> I kind of get the feeling I know the answer to this, John. But where are you? You practice? Oh uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> twenty, oh, yeah. Uh, 20 <laughs> hours a day. I feel like. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Practically almost every day. It varies in duration from from day to day. It can be anywhere from like twenty minutes to like three and a half hours, depending on what I'm doing. But yeah, uh, but I'm always trying to get better. Like always trying to improve, like speed, chops, groove. Trying to get it like more and more in the pocket and everything. Yeah. You know, always trying to improve. That's excellent. I mean, you can't knock that. Isn't it at? Isn't it at drums from the grave? All one word on Instagram. Correct. At drums from the grave. Okay. Isn't cool. it, yeah. Is there any letters? He after has a YouTube channel. No, you can you can just search Instagram okay. for drums excellent. from the grave. We're a big fan of his drum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's badass. So yeah, at drums from the grave. Everyone check that out. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. um, and Rocky, you practice quite a lot, don't you? We talked yeah, about this definitely. Um, sometimes it's a lot of. Uh, I think right now it's been like a lot of learning and appreciating of music and kind of deep diving. Whether it's like if I'm focusing on a band or a certain style, is just kind of like going through its history. Yeah, hearing like learning about pick stuff, I was just like, all right, let me listen to this group and try to branch it out and see where it goes and whatnot. I'll jam along with it. Yeah. So digging. Yeah. So it's like there's always. I never feel like my practice is consistent because so many things changes and you know the yeah. juggling of projects and whatnot, but. Um, Practice is important. Well, I just you, enjoy, practice kids. <laughs> practice it gives kids. me an excuse to get out of the house and go and sit, sit on my own and do something quietly. So, well, not quietly, but you know, like it's a bit of a meditation for me, especially yeah. the hurdy gurdy with all the drums. Oh, dude, <laughs> that's <laughs> cool. Hurdy gurdy is so put sick. That in a punk band. If I have a song in my head, um, it'll be until it's done. You know, so it'll be like a sixteen-hour process or something. Yeah, I'll pick it up, do it, record it, put it back, play a little bit more, record it, put it back. Yep. No, but I can totally happen, relate yeah. to that. Yeah. It, once you get that little spark of an idea, it's mm-hmm. got to. Then I'll play every day it. for two or three hours a day for a week, and yeah. then I'll record it and I'll forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like exercise that demon. Okay, mm-hmm. there we go. So I think a, a good thing for us to do right now would be to listen to some of your music. Um, so why don't we do that, and then we'll come right back. All right. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. 
This episode and our festival are sponsored by Pure Honey magazine, and it is a staple down here. It's been um, just such a resource for South Florida music scene. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Molly? Yes. Back in 2011, they went old school with the physical zine that provides both a service to the South Florida scene and a vehicle for businesses to get their messages out to a growing segment of readers who continue to embrace and admire a retro product. Yeah, it's really cool. I don't know if you've ever read Pure Honey magazine. I'm sure you have. They're all over the place and Absolutely. they're really great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pure Honey has been has been around for, for quite a while now and it is um, it is an app absolute resource for um, musicians for music um, for shows um, they have an amazing online calendar they have an amazing calendar in the physical magazine um, you know it's just it's just been a, a huge resource for shows and musicians and um, we are, are very very fortunate they reached out to us when they saw we were doing our festival for the second time this year and they reached out to us and, and immediately said uh, we want a sponsor how do we get involved um, so how Having having someone like Pure Honey involved in Five Six One Music Festival is is absolutely gold to us. Yeah, absolutely, it makes us uh, feel official. So th- right. thank you, Pure Honey. We yeah, really so, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you very much, and uh, big props to, to Pure Honey for uh, for stepping up and sponsoring us. This episode and the festival are also sponsored by Backsaver Chiropractic Care and Therapy. Um, these guys are absolutely amazing. Dr. Christopher White over there, um, great, great, great chiropractor, um, amazing, just individual, amazing person, huge supporter of the arts and, uh, and the local music scene. Um, they were, uh, one, one of the very few sponsors, one of, one of the only almost sponsors that we had for the first festival, um, when we had the first festival, uh, Dr. Chris White stepped up to the plate and said, how do I get involved? I'm going to do this. Let's, let's do this. And, uh, was one of the, you know, purchased one of the top tier sponsorships that we had for the festival last year. So kind. We couldn't have done it without it. It really saved us. So, you know, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. And this year when we announced the festival, um, I don't think I had even finished the announcement that the festival was going to happen. And he was reaching out again. How do I get involved? Let's do this again. And once again, they are our top tier sponsor. So, um, you know, thank you very much to uh, to Chris and his whole team over there. Um, if you guys are involved in, in an auto accident or any personal injury issues, um, you have back issues, uh, any anything like that, go see Dr. Chris White. He's he's absolutely amazing uh, and and back saver. Those guys are. Um, all amazing over there. You know, they they do the massage therapy. They do the adjustments on your back. You know, any anything like that. So definitely go check them out and uh, tell them we sent you and tell them thank you for for being huge sponsors of local music. Yeah, excellent chiropractors and also patrons of the arts. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Five Six One Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar and Grill. It's a biker bar in Tequesta, and if you're driving up US One. You come across it on the right-hand side. It's a, a little bar there. It's bright yellow. You can't miss it with the handlebars on, on the sign. And it has a long and storied history. It's been there. It used to be called Judy's. Um, and it was run by this guy, Victor, who sadly passed this year, RIP Victor. And uh, then my father-in-law took it over, and he's doing a great job up there. There is a bike night every second Thursday of the month, and... 
There is a jam every fourth Sunday of the month. If you're interested in that kind of thing, it's just an all-inclusive, any, any kind of music, any style, any ability type of a jam. And there's great beers on tap and they're wonderful food. Bernsey the chef does, does a fantastic job. Um, if you're interested in classic cars or classic bikes, there's always that kind of stuff hanging around there. It attracts that sort of a crowd because it's called Handlebars Bar and Grill, so it makes sense. And um, yeah, you should come swing by. It's uh, it's definitely a local spot and has a lot of character. And there's people who have been going there for decades and decades. It's one of those places that's um, a part of the furniture in Sequesta and you should definitely come check it out. I um, booked the music for the place and love doing it. And um, I was a part of helping set the place up. And um, I'm a huge fan. And you should, anyone who is interested in biker bars, or even if you've just never been to one and you're curious about what a biker bar is about, you should go and check out Handlebars Bar and Grill. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road, and it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water, and it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where, you know, that brings people together. Um, you will take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam. Or baby foot, as they call it in France. And... Uh, yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there. All sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band. And his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, we've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, we are also a studio, a live stream venue, and can, we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. 
it was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, but outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK and we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. All right, so seeing as we were just talking about Live Music Community, um, which is a place where people learn how to play music, do you have any advice for upcoming musicians, guys? Anyone got anything they want to say on that? I mean, I'll start. I, I just think it's important just, you know, stick with it. It's a little frustrating at first, but, you know, after a few weeks, you'll start to go from playing maybe guitar with one finger, then playing simple chords, and maybe after a year, classical music. I mean, I've seen it before. I've, I, in college, I took a music course. That was really helpful. Um, it pushes you quite a bit. Yeah. and can take you to uh, levels that you might not think possible. That's for sure. Hmm. I've got two things real quick. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just one is you got to love it. You know what I for mean? Just, sure. Just love it. Like, if you love it, like, keep loving it, and don't ever forget that. Yeah. You know, don't ever forget that. Second thing is, I'm going to say something I don't really hear too often. You know, most people say practice, 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 which is pretty much what i do but still i want to stress the importance of rest yeah as well like it is important to rest like don't just keep driving and driving and driving until you keep going because that's something that i'm actually learning over time and trying to get better at is learning to actually rest yeah you know because you know i can't tell you like how many days i go in there and practice and like i'm not playing as good as i did before and stuff it's just because my muscles are tired and everything yeah so i I relate to that and i try and i try and work that in it usually ends up getting worked in just because of the way that life is and you know but yeah you know a couple of days rest here and there doesn't do any harm at all yeah Yeah, important to do both practice and rest it sounds like a prescription is required for more shows i think (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like yeah no i'm ready to go yeah man you got any advice for aspiring musicians there rock um just uh, hmm, I didn't think about. It. I can't think of one right now. <laughs> but um, it's just that uh, it's a fun, not really advice, just more just like it's just a fun thing to do. Yeah. You know, some things like drumming can be physical and whatnot, but it's not like gonna go do a sport, be in the sun, go crazy, lose energy when you like, you know, learn a song or make sound out of something wood and strings and whatnot it feels really cool yeah and it's uh enjoy if you yeah. i think the vice yeah. for an inspired thing would be like if you thought about oh i want to write a song or i'm going to be on a stage sign yourself up mm-hmm. yeah yeah just have yeah, fun so, yeah just do it yeah, just have fun mm-hmm. do it <laughs> for um for a band to, for a band it, it's clear for me like the the advice i would give and that stick together if you're good and you stick together for about four years and play an average amount of shows in your area and around and are kind to people. Yeah. Right? And yeah. actually yeah. invite people to your things. And, you know, you have to set up shows with other people in other towns. You yeah. Know? For sure. that, that's um, if you do that in four years, you will get very popular. Yeah. 
tenacity and patience yeah. and just keep at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're going to – like as far as playing a guitar, like I was so frustrated at the beginning. I felt like I couldn't do it, you know, and then I just let it go for 10, 12 years. But the truth is like you're going to be like four years older anyway. You might as well get a little bit better each year. Yeah. Like who's – you know? That was, that was my dad's thing. Uh, my, my dad uh, always used to tell me whenever there was something I was trying and I – and you know, whether it was a, a college class or whether it was, a, you know, music or whatever it was, I, every time I started something, if I was ready to drop it, he would say, why, why are you dropping? I'm like, oh, it's going to take me like five years to figure this out. Mm. And, he's, and he would tell me, well, you know, five years from now, you know, the day is going to come and you're going to be five years older and you can either have that skill or you can not have that skill. Yeah, <laughs> that's that, good and advice. That, and that is truth. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. So we have some um, we have some gear um, picks. That, can we take a look at some of your gear and have a chat about it? Yeah, let's mm. do it. So what we got here? Okay, that yeah, that's my... Uh, that my primary head, that's yeah. a seriotone. Okay. And that is based off of a Jose Arandondo oh. modded nineteen sixty nine Plexi. Interesting. Wow. Um basically that that head has a very similar feel to a Plexi. Okay. It has a real thrashy just very, very aggressive uh, mid-range. Excellent. That's and my kind of tone, that. I love that, like, with a, a yeah, Rari mid-range. Yeah, so it's quite vicious, that, that guy there. Yeah. Um, and then that that combo, that 212 is a divided by 13. My good friend, actually, Fred Tacone, um, started that company. And, right. uh I, I was with 13. him through the whole thing, yeah. Right. Yep. He he started building those heads with uh, uh, one of my dad's. Uh, my dad had a company. Building cabinets. Yeah. He, yeah, he, yeah. He was using my dad's shop, actually, yeah. my dad's cabinet shop, to do those initial uh, heads and cabinets, the... The shells, right? You sound like a good person to talk and, to about this. Uh, I've got, got to bang heads yeah, with you about yeah. this. Yeah, I'll have to Great send him this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Send him the link to this. And uh, anyways, not to go too far off, but I do have divided by thirteen heads too. But the the plexi styles, obviously, because we do have such a big influence from musicians that were using that style head. Yeah, we try to keep that tone. Yeah. within our band but it just gives you a little bit more gain yeah okay you know, a little more sustain sure it's kind of like in between a um a jcm 800 and a plexi yeah right? okay yeah. i was wondering when when marshall it, was going it will come into this conversation yeah <laughs> it'll it'll crunch but it but it's got that viciousness of a plexi excellent yeah yeah very very interesting mm-hmm. i love all that kind of boutique stuff man you can just lose yourself and there's something world. else really interesting too Oh, yeah. Shane is completely in charge of tone in our band. Okay. <laughs> so He sets the it makes tone. sense, though, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. Does anybody that knows Shane it would know, you know, because... So we played in California, you know, a few weeks ago, and one of our friends in, from a band we used to play with in there said Shane's doing the same exact thing. You know, when we're playing, he turns around, and he's turning a knob, and it takes 30 seconds to turn a knob. N- nowhere. You know, maybe a fraction of an inch he turns back and turns it back in the next song but um but but he does hear stuff that other people doesn't hear so he's completely in charge i seriously he gets he hands me what to play right the guitar 
the head. Nice. I'll get used to it. It'll be one, two years, no more than 18 months. He'd be like, oh, we're going with this. Right. I yeah. can't deal with this anymore. I'm like, what, what do you mean can't deal with it? But he understands like something that I don't. Taking away yeah. in the back of his ear. You know, <laughs> he understands something I don't. And all of a sudden, there's the separation goes whoop. Yeah. Just goes way farther. You know? Wow. Or, so That's he's mindful. Super. That's so whenever says somebody says, oh, we've got a head or we've got a back line, we're like, oh. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I The tone that. really matters for us. Yeah. Just not to go too far off topic, but I just wanted to point out. Like I mentioned earlier, I have a lot of amps or whatever, right? And what Kirk just mentioned, when we tour, right, a lot of times we're using either borrowed gear or whatever. And I actually just picked up this. uh, It's almost like a pedal board. It's called Blue Guitar Amp 1. Yeah. Right? And that will give me pretty close to what my Jose clone will do. Yeah. So, okay. but it, but it literally, it'll fit in your carry-on. And it's interesting and to it's, hear someone like you endorse stuff like that. But, and the reason being that, um, you know, you could be really, really into tone and awesome amps, and finally, finally, the technology's kind of caught up. You know yeah. what I mean? It, I don't know if it's it's not all the way. I don't think it could ever be all the way, but it's virtually all the yeah. way. Yeah. You know? Are you yeah. suggesting some type of model or something? Is that what that is? I. It's it's not that. It's not because it is completely new for him. Like it, you're right on, yeah, right yeah. on point. It, it's literally it it's a hundred watt amp oh, tube amp? amplifier. Okay, I thought it was a model. Gotcha. No, it's okay. a hundred watt it, tube amplifier, and you can just and plug it, it and into it's, yeah, and it has oh. three three presets right built off of the cre- the owner's three favorite Marshall amps. Oh, what's yeah. it called again? It's called the uh, Blue Guitar. Is the name of it, yeah. and it's called an amp one. And he has blue guitar amp one. The Mercury is the one I have that it. has the, the I liked it because the JCM eight hundred vibe in that one. Yeah, has that kind of twenty two oh three more vintagey. Yeah, and then they ha- he has the Iridium. It's a little tighter bass, but it doesn't quite have that. That honky mid range that I I like that yeah, in a Marshall, yeah. and um, I just I have a Boss EQ on my pedal board. Yeah, that I, any type of amp that I end up getting, I can usually tweak it with my EQ. Yeah, to yeah. make it close enough to what is I can. This, is this thing just a head though, or is it there's there's speakers and everything, or just a no head? no? It's just I like literally it think of like. Cart. Oh, he already pulled it out. Oh, yeah, it's, it's in, in a sweet water cart. It's in my cart right yeah. now. We'll put a picture up of this maybe well, after. It, it yeah. looks like a um, it, it's a pedal board, but it's an amp. It looks so the yeah. pedal has it got tubes yeah. in it. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. got a tube, a Russian tube right. that he he sourced that was used <laughs> in MIG fighters or whatever oh, wow. in Russia. So he the the tube is actually hardwired. Yeah. Right, and he's he said that. Since he's been That's in business, crazy. not one of those have come back for a tube <laughs> issue. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, those things and, look great. And there's some pe- like, I don't just buy anything. Like, yeah. I did the whole YouTube, and there's some trusted people on YouTube that if they, and they back that, that. Jenna uh, Marbles is one. Jenna that, Marbles, That I was think kind of good. enough, and I just went and did the, like, Guitar Center used gear and found one for like somebody threw it up 
you know, sometimes you find jewels on Guitar Center for sure, that are sure. way underpriced. Yeah. No so, doubt. yeah, I think I picked mine up for like 300 bucks. Wow, that's awesome. And wow. and I I'm going to get one. Yeah, I, so <laughs> so I grabbed it, the link, took it to the studio, threw it in, boosted it cuz JCM 800, right? Typically yeah. for our stuff, we always like to boost it with a tube screamer or something. Sure. And I, I mean, literally, I was blown away. Wow. Like it, like when you go up to my my first test is I always go about five feet from my four by twelve Marshall cabinet, yeah, and just play like a G chord, sure. and, it, and if it just makes me, it feels like it's just crushing my chest in yeah. it's approved and, and that does it like it, just like a plexi would yeah i'm ben. so looking forward to hearing your guitar say, though, man like you know ben uses this part of the uh, show to do his shopping so uh, yeah. one of these will show up in his pedal board soon I yeah, no yeah it's, it's almost <laughs> no, no doubt, doubt about, about it, it. Yeah. that's gonna happen well i'm at least gonna try and get my hands on one and have a go on it first but you know but they look so awesome it's badass so what is coming in the future for uh, for you guys tomorrow which is this is coming out very soon, right? Yes, coming, right. This, this will come out tomorrow at midnight. So, yeah. so okay, yesterday, so, so yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, um, uh, we've got a show in Miami coming up uh, tomorrow, and then um, then we've got what was going to be our album release show at Respectables Patio Friday, March tenth, right at eleven p.m. for free. Okay, we're going to be playing. The 14 yeah, songs on the album and a few of the old ones. <laughs> nice. We're going to be playing 19 songs, I think. Ooh. And yeah, uh, up, yeah. then after that, we've got the 561 Music Festival. Yeah. 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 So appreciative. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And the good news is, if anybody's listening, we're not a thrash punk band. <laughs> wink, wink. No, yeah, no. We it's personally guarantee your safety. Kidding, not kidding. There is a fear circle when we play. There's a fear circle when we play, but it's totally unwarranted. Okay, gotcha. It's totally, totally unwarranted. Yeah. Like, we encourage people to go up and down and not the yeah. crazy, like, sure. Yeah. karate stuff. Yeah. Karate. <laughs> this is not SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> so, the giant foam hands. Yeah. I, I would love a safe slam pit somehow if we can do it without looking um, weak. You can figure something out, I'm Some sure. Way. I, yeah, I, would, I would love for those days to come back where it's all... Yeah. When you go up and down instead of side to side. No, I hear you. I hear that. But, um, yeah, we got stuff coming up. We have Rebellion again this year in August. we That's got so those nice. things coming up. I'm jealous, we're man. Go to, uh, so many of my friends go to that thing still, and I just, I'm dying to go back. Yeah. yeah, we're really lucky. Um, and we're putting together a um, New York, Boston, and Philadelphia thing that these guys don't know about. I think I might have mentioned it. But Say what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yes. surprise! I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you say about when. It. Yeah, just say when. I'll tell you about it later. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. What have we got coming up, Hector? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We got, Do we, got pri- we got a lot of private things going on this, uh, this weekend. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Have, you, plug, have you plugged the shirt? Yeah, Rocky's got hey, Justin. Rocky's got the Kill Billy shirt on. You can so. buy this shirt and the vinyl. Is the vinyl out already? We have an album almost, release coming almost. up too, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, the album release, so I took that off the flyer. So we're going to do a video shoot that night oh. on the 10th. March 10th, The Respectables, 11 p.m. Right we're going to do a video shoot, too. And do you know what the video shoot's going to be? What's that? I'm going to have, there's four specific songs that I think we're going to release videos on. I'm going to have, like, six different people. They're going to fan cam one person on their cell phones. 
and then there's a couple people are going to be doing the whole thing, and then they're just going to all send them to me. I'm going to send them to our guy. Yeah, there you go. You know, it's a great way to do it. And just use them for the next the whole album. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, that's awesome. Mm, hell yeah, man. So that's yeah. that, that sounds like a lot of fun actually. And we're going to sacrifice a uh, possum. <laughs> so, <laughs> so three to six on Saturday, I'm at the Square Grouper with James. Yep. And then we're playing Rybovich Marina that night. I don't know if that's mm. private or not. I never yeah, it's private for the Rybovich people. And then we have a private one on Friday, too, at like Evergreen or yeah, something. Yeah, that's it. And then on March 5th, Sunday. Sunday, March 5th, I'm playing a solo gig. It's actually from 4 to 7 now. So if anyone wants Cork. to come and see me play at Cork in Hope Sound, yeah. I will mm-hmm. be um, messing around with my... Ever increasing pedal board, and I might bring out my uh, hurdy gurdy. Yeah. 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 I'll have yeah. some fun over nice. in Cork in Hope Sound from four to seven. But uh, let's, yeah, uh, um, let's, let's talk. What is to say about the festival? There? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the festival. Um, the uh, the festival yeah. April first. Yep, twenty bands for ten dollars, yeah. fifty cents a band. Justin, if you'll uh, bring up the graphic for us now, we uh, it's going to be at Matthews Brewing. It's going to start at noon, and it's going to go until 11-ish, Yeah, roughly. I mean, I think it was about 11 o'clock last year. So, yeah. um, We've got uh, Octogato, Tasty Vibrations, wow. Uproot Hootenanny, Jake Walden, Joe Caldera- Joey Calderao, rather, Bryce Allen, Laibica, Killbillies, The Shake, 1983, Dominic Delaney, and The Dead Language, The Buck Stops Here, Rogue Theory, Hadi, Stumble Steady, Eastway, Andy Styron, Euphobia and Young Fiction. I mean, it's a stacked nice. lineup. Um, yeah, man. You know, want to thank our sponsors: uh, Backsaver, Oasis Root. Um, uh, who else we got? We've got Pure Honey. Um, we've got live, uh, music, li- community. live music community, uh, Rain Cat Studios, Easy Tees, and of course Matthews Brewing for hosting us there. Yeah, and then um, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna have two different stages. We're gonna have a main stage. Uh, then uh, Matthews, anybody's been to Matthews, they have the big main stage, and then they have that concrete slab. And we're gonna set that up with uh, a ridiculous sound system and some lights and stuff. And uh, you know, if you're if you're on the main stage, you're on the main stage. And if you're not on the main stage, do not fret. You will be just as loud and just as uh, <laughs> just as, you're gonna have just as fun. Yeah, as much fun. Less than you know, they, it's, they're, it's, they're both real stages. It's le- yeah, it's less space, but real stage. Yeah, um, yeah. we're gonna have using uh, James's dope, enormous sound. Yeah, system, it'll so be ridiculous. Fine. And then we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have the five six one music living room. Uh, every band we're gonna have every band stop by through there. It's gonna be like couches and stuff, real in, you know, real intimate setting, and have like a five minute chat with with each band about. You know what they thought about the festival, or what they're you know if they haven't been on yet, what you know their thoughts about it, mm-hmm. and if they have been on, you know how did it go, etc. Yep. Um, we're going to clip all that together, and we're going to use that for um, our episode after the festival because that is our 100th episode. A cool time, yes, man, 100th episode. So we'll be celebrating. The festival itself is your 100th episode. Well, it will be. We have the episode that's coming out right after the festival, like that one, wow. that, that that following week. Sure. That's the 100th episode. So we're using the festival as the celebration for the 100th episode yeah absolutely yeah, um, you know if you so it'll be like w- a checkbook so if you just start right now it'll be like you started on the 101st episode right exactly yeah, <laughs> we're going to be pumping this up we're hoping other people do too yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah so if you guys uh, if you guys uh, want to get some tickets 561 Music Fest or 561musicfestival.com either one will get you to the tickets uh, click the link the link has tickets for $10 to general admission 
There's a uh, $25 option that gives you a ticket and a T-shirt. You just tell us the size. We'll have a T-shirt, commemorative T-shirt waiting for you. Um, the deal there is if you buy a ticket up front and then you show up later and you want to buy a shirt at the show, the shirt is $25, so you're saving the $10 admission. You're essentially buying a shirt and getting in for free. Um, we have uh, we have volunteer forms that we're going to be putting out and posting this week. Uh, Daniel's going to be posting some stuff for us. So if you have some time and you want to give us a couple hours of your time to help us, we need parking lot attendants. Um, we need a couple more security guards. Um, you know, it's it's, it's we need yeah. help. I've, I've, <laughs> we, I've got we needed help last year, but we it. a lot of people stepped up, and we're hoping we you know we get the same kind of turnout and, and help again this year. Yeah. Um, we uh, we're gonna have food trucks out back like we did last year. I think last year we had two. I think we're having two or three again this year. We have the legendary um, Michael Morrison on security. Absolutely, Hopefully absolutely. We'll be able to persuade him to sing a song. I don't yeah, know we had we had him come up last year, and uh, he stole the show, man. So let's <laughs> let's see if we can get him up there again this year. Yeah. Um, of course, you know Dave and uh, and and the crew there. They're gonna have uh, all the amazing brews and beers that they that they have there at uh, at Dave's uh, at uh, Matthews Brewing, and. Um, mm. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good time, guys. Um, I, I can't say enough about it. Last year, uh, we went into it not knowing what to expect, and it was an absolutely ludicrously exciting, fun day. It was a wonderful uh, time. It was an absolutely good I'll, I'll time. I'll never last forget year. that one, and I'm hoping yeah. that this one can be as good, if not better. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping we can repl- replicate that energy. And it was it was just fun last year, from the time the first band started to the time the last band started. There was just no dead air. While one band was setting up on one stage, another band was playing on the other stage. And as soon as they were done, we turned the attention to the other stage, yep. set it off, and they started playing. So it was just constant, constant, constant music. I spoke to um, WPTV at an event I did a couple, uh, yesterday morning. So um, hopefully you can get them down too. That'd yeah, man. Cool. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, we're talking to a couple of people about potentially uh, uh, you know, doing some recording and stuff there, um, some uh, some video recording and stuff so we can you know document some of this maybe we can use some of that later on some of that footage yeah um we'll definitely have we have uh danielle our, our wonderful social social media person who's going to be there documenting it uh, we have in, to get her on here one of photographs these days. yeah for sure mm, yeah. well she's going to be documenting it with photographs there's a couple of other photographers that have reached out to me asked if they can come on documented photographs the more the merrier absolutely um it, it's a real event guys it's yeah. it's, a, it's a real event 20 bands ten dollars i mean you cannot go wrong and it's a stacked lineup Every single band that is on there was handpicked by us. That they're, they've either been on the podcast or will be on the podcast prior to the festival. And every single band is freaking amazing. I mean, I can't say enough good things about them. So 561 yeah. Music we Fest. We were just working on the set times tonight, and I was yeah. looking through it. I was like, how do I even put this in an order? It was crazy. Well, you know, and it's and it's stupid. You know, there's this uh, I, I, stigma, for lack of a better word, that, you know, if you're playing a festival like that and you're, you know, if you're if you're on early or you're on late, you know, you're better or you're worse or whatever. Yeah, it, Listen, every single slot that was the hard thing was every single band was good and it's like yeah. where do you put them exactly so do not show up late expecting the better bands to be on late you will miss a lot of good music there is a ton of good bands playing 100 percent. every band is and good some and- some of the really great bands that we have on the show had gigs later in the day so they are playing early um because Absolutely. that's the only time they could play Absolutely. so there's really no order in that respect no. it's just bands all day yeah all day all isn't day. matthews brewing indoor and outdoor and even outdoor they have a bunch of shade and stuff yes. and a bunch yeah. of nice that's the yeah. that place yeah and but, couches yeah. on the gravel yeah and all yeah most of oh, the place. Out- you can spend the whole day out there yeah, you, mo- yeah, sure. yeah most so nice most of the outdoor there is food? like it's probably 80 percent covered yeah there'll be yeah, some food sure. trucks out back oh, killer yeah, yeah you wouldn't have to leave 
Yeah. Ah. No, 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 no. And it was and last year it was like that. I mean, people came, they spent the whole day there. It was it was amazing. It, yep. was, it was fun. So 561musicfest.com, 561musicfestival.com, get your tickets, get get them in advance. Uh if you get them in advance, you can tell us your shirt size and and buy those kind of t- tickets and packages. Um we still have a couple of sponsorship opportunities. Uh if you go to those websites, Click on the ticket link, uh, the drop-down menu where you choose your tickets. You can actually choose sponsorship levels. Uh, we still have some sponsorship available. So, if, you know, if, if you guys want to support the podcast, you want to support the festival, feel free to go through th- there. And um, 561musicpodcast.com is our regular website that gets you to basically everything about us and Killbillies. And um, at 561musicpodcast.com. Podcast is all of our social medias. So. Anyone would have thought you'd done this before, Hector. A couple You're times. rattling them right out there. A couple times, a couple times. <laughs> and Justin, just because it's brand new and I have no idea what the uh, what the number is, if you can bring up the graphic with the uh, phone number one more time, we will uh, we will talk about the hotline one more time. We have a new hotline, 561 Music Hotline. It's 561-203-9122. Let's see if we can do it at the same time. You ready? One, two, three. Five six one two zero three nine one two two. That wasn't bad. That was actually pretty good. That sounded like that sounded like a personal injury attorney. Uh, <laughs> I said the word music early on. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So guys, g- give the give the hotline a call if there's stuff that you see on the show and you want to ask us something. Um, if there's stuff that you if there's bands that you've heard of, venues that you know of, events that you want us you know that you that you want to make us aware of. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you want you have questions about the festival, anything yeah. anything like that. Leave us a message. Um, it's yeah, a- and amusing and interesting questions is what is what I'm looking forward to. Sure, because I want to be able to read out a question on here that we found interesting or funny, and, and then give give some kind of you know, like uh, uh, in the. Quest, in, in the case of an interesting question, some kind of like good reply that sure, the thing. sure. In the sure. case of an amusing question, I'll try and think of some jokes. <laughs> Not much of a comedian. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. So just you know, absolutely, leave us leave us some questions. We'll go through them each week, and we'll uh, we'll pick out a couple of good ones each week, and we'll yeah. we'll uh, we'll try to answer our, you know as many questions as we can each week without taking up the entire podcast answering questions. So, totally. so uh, yeah, guys. Guys, it was an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank there. you. Thanks. We so appreciate much. it. We really are. appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. guys are an awesome band and fascinating live stories. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing you play on April 1st. Yeah. And thanks so much for coming on. Thank All right. you guys. Yeah. Thank, Thank you guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Bye.